Hi, my name is Carolina Flores, and I'm the resident philosopher at Telk C today. Our topic is art as cognition, and I'm speaking to... Uh, hi, my name is Mark Friedman. Welcome, Mark. So, tell me about um, some of your favorite art pieces. Oh, wow. Well, I guess the first thing that pops into my mind is, like, Italian Renaissance, um, only because... I think that you, uh, you know, it's funny. I think that there's like some sort of, uh, I don't know if it's philosophical or if it's sociological, but like you like the things that you've learned about and know mm -hmm. about. So uh, I took a, a semester abroad when I was a junior in Italy. Wonderful. In, in Florence. So <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It was amazing. So I think like the first thing that pops into my mind is like the Ghiberti doors in Florence and Masaccio mm -hmm. and yeah. Know, were you studying like art that. at the time? Or? Um, I was studying photography and the language, and you know, during when I was in Wisconsin, English literature and writing, but not not art history per se. I took an art history class there. So you have a really deep background in art because you know photography and literature also count as as art. I would. Imagine so. I, I, I feel uncomfortable saying I have a deep background, but if if, if you say that, I'll take, so. I'll take that take as a it. I'll take it as a compliment. <laughs> um, I think that is a really good point, though. How so much of what we resonate with is like really contingent on what it kind of reminds us of, um, or have learned about, or studied, yeah. or whatever. In your case, do you think the main thing was that you have these? I, I imagine extremely positive memories of spending a semester in Italy as like a college student, or was it also like the specific things you learned about it that resonated with you? I think that when you're able to work with um, someone who's extremely knowledgeable on a, the subject, this being art, and they're teaching you about it, and then you get to walk over or outside or into a museum and see the piece that is written about in these books, you grow a fondness for it almost sort of intrinsically or automatically that if you were, um, you know, if someone just said to you without any knowledge of it, hey, do you, what, what do you think about uh, um, the Sistine Chapel? You might say, you know, I don't know, it's pretty cool or, or nothing, it's not really of interest to me. Or you might look at it not knowing that it's like one of the most famous things that's ever been created and just have an opinion on it. But if you study it with someone and then get to actually go see it, I think it sort of builds in perhaps this like thing that then you, when someone asks you 25 years later, what's your favorite, <laughs> you might actually regurgitate it. Yeah. So they, it feels like there's a lot of possible factors contributing to that. So one is just like that you pay attention to it in a different way yes. because you're like made to think about it. You might think one thing that's important about Art appreciation is just paying attention. Yeah. You know, you're not going to appreciate something if you just barely look at it. Agree. And then another thing might be also just, like, understanding it better because, you know, you might know about the cultural context, the, like, methods that were used, why it's um, significant. Yes. Um, but there it seems like, you know, you could form your own different opinions. You could read a bunch about something and be like, I don't like the cultural or historical project. Yeah. This was at the service of. Yeah. Or like, you know, I think it's bad that art went in that direction. Yes. So there, there's more of like space for yes. like understanding can go different ways yes. and how much it makes you appreciate. Yes. Art. So there was there must have been something about the Italian Renaissance that felt powerful or 
culturally positive. Of course. I mean, I haven't really thought about it in those terms, but there has to be. I mean, uh, I never really thought about it like in terms of like um, why I might connect to the art from that period based on what was happening in that time, because I don't really feel like I have that strong a grasp on that time i know that there was a lot of wealth pouring through and mm-hmm. i know that there was a lot of art and creativity obviously and a lot of churches to be built and a lot of <laughs> ceilings to be painted but i don't really connect to it on like a, a cultural lo- historical yeah level, you know yeah. like for like like as, as much as like maybe something of a of a more recent era like like another the the, the next thing i would say to you when we're ta- are we talking about like painting studio any art? form of art any honestly form? yeah well music is something that we would probably in mm-hmm. film where we would have a lot to talk about I don't know as much about art but there's one piece in particular that I do have a a, a fondness for which is um, Duchamp the toilet bowl uh-huh. hanging, hang, the urinal <laughs> hanging on the, from, on the wall that's very far very from the far. Italian Renaissance very far <laughs> and so I I mean and the only reason I'm aware of that piece is because of my very close friend is a artist today and he actually introduced me to Duchamp for whatever reason thought that I might like it or appreciate it like the ready-made for I don't know he connected it to something about me that he thought I would appreciate someone who is like kind of giving in a fuck you to the rest right. of the world and saying this dude just took a toilet bowl hung it on the wall signed someone else's name at you know and that is something that I, I like because of the time that it was in or like more about what you were asking yeah. before. It's that it's an interesting case because it's not just a cultural historical context. It's also something about like the perspective of the artist and the perspective expressed in the work really resonated with yes. like your own take on the world. Yes. Because I oftentimes wonder about exactly what he did there, which is like sometimes you see art hanging on a museum wall and you're like, you know, Really? You know, like <laughs> that, you know, and 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 you wonder if someone else had signed their name to it, would it be hanging on the museum wall? And I guess what Duchamp was doing with that piece, because what did he, he signed it something different. Like mm-hmm. no one knew it was him, I believe. Like there's another signature. I think it was like Mutt or I can't remember. But uh, that was like sort of the, the test behind it. And yet here we are. And it's become this very famous piece but i don't know if it was become famous afterwards or right at that time i'm not exactly sure yeah so we have a few candidates for like you know what makes a piece of work meaningful to you mark yes. <laughs> so one is uh, or you know just one is just um you know the focus that you've put into certain pieces rather than others the other is like and the other thing is like learning about it and one thing it could do is like cultural historical context but it sounds like that hasn't mattered as much and one thing that's mattered is like a perspective that resonates. Another thing I wanted to ask about is, though, are there cases where you feel like your perspective has been really expanded by engaging with some piece of art, where you felt like your perspective on things changed or, you know, got wider or your focus shifted? Sure, sure. Uh, Probably more so from film Mm -hmm. um, or music, potentially. Um, But absolutely, certainly in film where there's something educational to it which will force you to reckon with what you thought about a certain topic going into it and then how you feel about it coming out. So I would say that that has happened uh, a plethora of times with film. Music, uh, 
You know, I wonder about that. That's a very interesting thing. Has it had an effect on my perspective? Mm -hmm. I guess in so much as maybe I didn't know if I liked a certain genre of music and then maybe had heard something and realized... I'll give you an example. Yeah. I'm not a very big classical music fan. The older I... either. <laughs> okay, but the older I get, the more... Um, I'm able to appreciate it because as a amateur musician myself, I can hear all the layers, whereas I might not have appreciated it as a younger person. As I get older, I can I can see the complication in the creation of the music, right? Um, and so I'm a huge fan of Radiohead and Johnny Greenwood, who is the guitarist and one of the main music songwriters also does a lot of uh, film score work and he um, his latest movie uh, that he worked on was called Phantom Thread mm -hmm. and in it he it writes and, and has in the past written some absolutely beautiful classical music which now appears you know in my Spotify starred yeah. playlist <laughs> um and so I think like there's an example of of like a a genre of music that I thought maybe I was a little bit more closed off to, but someone modern approached it and connected it to me and then broadened my ability and perspective to actually enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. So that's an interesting point because you started off with like, you know, a perspective of sort of like maybe like views on the world or, you know, feelings about certain situations. Right. But there's another dimension to it, which is this like more just aesthetic dimension. It's like broadening your appreciation, appreciation or like yeah. broadening the kinds of things that you find valuable. Yes. And another thing that I think... Um, came up earlier is just like not about like facts about the world or anything but more just about like the attitude you take towards the world so like with Duchamp you basically it sounded like you resonate with this like rebellious yes. like sticking it up to the system <laughs> yeah. attitude but it feels like especially with music music can often really powerfully convey like certain attitudes or emotions absolutely. or approaches to the world oh, absolutely. and then expanding your tastes one thing you might be doing is kind of like Expanding your repertoire of ways of approaching the world. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I like the way you sum that up because you could think about how music has affected culture in in our, maybe not our lifetimes, I don't know how, how old you are, but at least within the last, you know, 50, 60 years, like the anger of the punk scene in the early 80s versus like the rebellious nature of, you know, anti-war protest music in the 60s and early 70s. And then that sort of like everything's all right, disco vibe of the late seventies. We <laughs> we made it through, yeah. and so yeah, like you can you can definitely connect these forms of art to the aesthetic that's in the in the art to like what's happening more sociologically in the world. I just wonder if the, your your original question, if it's had that effect on me, like has right. a, has has like a piece of music like literally changed the way. I thought that would be that would be an amazing thing if that have you heard people say that that has happened um you know I haven't read the research on it but just like thinking about my own experience yeah I don't it's hard to tell with you know 
deep effects that are like long lasting in your life because well there's a lot of factors going on so it's hard to trace back but at least temporarily you know yeah. i think music is this really powerful like emotion regulation mechanism you know the like when you're sad and listen to sad music and it just makes you feel more sad <laughs> <laughs> like i feel everyone has experienced that right. or you know like right. you listen to joyful music and you feel like dancing around yes. um and then yeah um you might think that there's also more long lasting effects at some point i got really into pop music yeah. like very like hyper like and you know i feel it did change my approach to things into sure. an approach of like um yeah just wanting to take more joy in things yeah. and finding more opportunities for joy you so know, that seems like a more lasting it's effect. so easy to 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 rail against and hate pop music but at the end of the day there is just nothing more satisfying than a great <laughs> pop tune you know what i mean that's like just perfectly simple and beautiful and i don't know i i i definitely have a, a big soft spot for pop music in my life yeah one thing another interesting thing i wanted to come back to in what you just said was like sure. this connection between um you know music expressing maybe sort of the flavor of the age um you know the overall political struggles or general attitude towards our political and social world that yeah. people are taking yeah. but then also it looks like you know further shaping the attitude people take so it's just kind of like a loop you've got going at that point yeah um where what's, like what's at, driving what exactly and where you've got at the individual level it's like you know Music shapes like our kind of attitude and emotions going forward. Yeah. Um, but it's also like expressing the emotions we come in with. Yeah. And the same thing seems to be happening at the social level, which is like very cool. So what do you think today's popular music is saying about what's happening in the world or at least the United States today? I can't really speak on pop music right. in other parts of the world. Yeah, so yeah. like, like, what do you think is what it says about today? You know, it's really hard to I mean, if you tell. look at the pop charts, it's all like R&B and yeah. like, my baby's got back and like, let's get down to the music, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Do you have any hypotheses about that? What that might be expressing about our cultural moment? Perhaps the, the, the cultural moment of now is like, you know... No, I, it's, it, I would be hard-pressed. I'd have to force it. But I suppose it has something to do... Man, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's obviously like hip hop has such a huge impact on culture today. And it's what what drove what? I, I don't know. But yeah. culture right now is hip hop. And it's it's what's selling. It's what's on television. It's what's in the charts. It's what the kids are wearing. And not just, you know, um, African-American kids, but white kids, Hispanic kids, every kid. It's all hip hop which i i it's it's infused and it's so ingrained look look at me look what i'm like i'm wearing like you know <laughs> uh i don't know what it says other than i guess it's a, about time there we go and on that note thank you so much <laughs>